Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy, co-hosted by me, Zivi Owens, and Tracy Cox, who is the author of 17 books and an international sex expert. We are the duo behind the TikTok viral sensation account called With Zivi and Tracy, and you should definitely listen to this podcast in which I ask Tracy three anonymously sourced questions each episode, which you can also enter at www.sextalkwithzivianttracy.com and it's sextalk, S-E-X-T-O-K to reflect our TikTok viral success. I hope you enjoy. Enter your questions on our website. Listen up, send it to friends, and please rate and review our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy. Hi, Tracy. Good morning. How's everything going? Everything's going very well, my end, and congratulations on your publication day. Well, you Thank seem you. to get utterly spoiled. How was it? <laughs> I do. I do feel like I was <laughs> utterly spoiled. It was so crazy. Yes, the publication day for moms don't have time to have kids. It was like, I know I was just saying this, but it was, I felt like it was my wedding day that I had had a baby, like so many congratulations and flowers. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope I'm adequately celebrating my friend's pub days. I mean, this is crazy. It was like, <laughs> like it was so, it was so nice. So yeah. Oh God, it is like that. You know, when you have a birthday and everybody spoils you. I mean, I actually take notes. I actually write down what people bought me and stuff. Oh so gosh. I can remember that when it's their birthday to make sure I equal the fantasticness of the present sort of thing. So, um, yeah, well, I have to, because it's <laughs> like that. You do think, oh, my God, did I, was, did I make this much fuss for them? Right. But, um, I'm sure you would have. I'm absolutely sure you would have. Right, three good questions today. Yes, three good questions. This is our 31st show. We're, like, moving and shaking. I wonder if people are just, you know, having amazing personal lives. because of it. <laughs> our show. Oh, my goodness. Okay, question number one. My partner of nine years cheated on me recently with the same sex partner, but doesn't consider that cheating. I disagree. He went for an STI check, and a blood test confirms he has SHSV1, herpes simplex type 1. I'm terrified I'm going to get it. Should I risk it for him? He's broken and desperate to make it up to me. Right. Now, the original question was very long. We edited that down. And in the question, she says that she'd actually had a same-sex experience herself, within a, the first year of their relationship and she checked it with him and he said it was fine and now he sort of turned this around and said well you did it but the big difference is she asked and checked with him beforehand and it was very early in the relationship and the difference is that he, this is very late in the relationship and he didn't check at all. Now as far as I'm concerned and I'm sure you'll agree with me Zibby, cheating is cheating. I've never got this whole well, it doesn't matter if it's the same sex or, oh, it didn't matter because we didn't have intercourse. The minute you start behaving sexually with somebody, that can be sharing a, a sexy photo of yourself, kissing, touching. The minute that starts, that is cheating. And I think what she needs to do first up is, is sit this guy down and say, listen, just in case we have any you know, issues in the future with this, this is what I expect from you. This is my definition of cheating. So this is what I expect you to adhere to. 
So if your definition of cheating and mine don't match, we are headed for a split. Okay, so that's the first thing I would do because if this guy's going to pull out the whole if it was the same sex, it doesn't count excuse. He's going to pull out the, well, it doesn't count because it wasn't intercourse, right? He's going to pull that out. Now, in your longer letter, you say that you're actually very happy and you were thinking he was going to propose. So if you're, I mean, you're nearly, you're nearly a decade together. If he's done nothing else wrong, this is the only thing, I would probably see if I could hang around and forgive him. I'm talking about the cheating aspect here, not the herpes. But if he's always been not so great, then I would walk. But it sounds to me like he has been quite a good partner. So on the cheating aspect, I, I think he probably deserves one chance on the cheating aspect. What do you think, Zibby? I don't know. I mean, I think it would be hard to trust that person again. Mm, absolutely. I mean, that's a big deal. I, I don't know that I would get over that. And it's also interesting that it's with the same sex because, to be honest, I'd probably be more freaked out if my partner came and said I had a one-night stand with a man yeah. than if he'd had a one-night stand with a woman. And I think it is, it is it's always been different for women. It's always been men going, oh, yeah, can I come and watch, you know, if it's two women? Whereas I don't know one woman who would say, can I come and watch their boyfriend or their husband sleep with another man? It just doesn't have the same No, that appeal. does not sound remotely appealing. For no, me, as, and as I think somebody it's, who loves that person, but yeah. yeah, but I wouldn't want to watch my husband with another woman either. So, no, neither so, way, neither neither gender. Just so no. And it, and then I'd be worried about. Well, is he is he secretly gay? Maybe he prefers. I don't know. There'd be so many questions that, that this would throw up. I agree. And it's not just the cheating. There would be so many questions that would be buzzing around in my head. And interestingly, you know, in the longer question, she didn't actually talk about doubting his sexuality. So that's, but then she's had the same sex experience. So maybe she just knows that he was just being curious. Right. So dealing with the herpes question though. Now, herpes simplex one is oral herpes. It's not genital herpes. So that's what he's got. Now you can get it on the genitals if somebody with a cold sore gives you oral sex. So if, I mean, this could be what's happened, but the thing is with oral herpes simplex one is that a hell of a lot of people have it. I mean, I've tested positive for it and I've never had a cold sore on my face in my life. So most people who have it never show a symptom, never know they've got it. So in fact, your boyfriend could have had this for the whole time you've known him. It is oh, not true. genital herpes. It is oral sex herpes. So he might not even have got it from this encounter. I mean, if he's never been tested for it before, I mean, the amount of people who suddenly, read, you know, come to my friends and rang up and said, oh my God, I've just tested positive for herpes. And it's like, well, which one? Herpes simplex one is very different than herpes simplex two. Now, so you could have been taking this risk the whole of the time that you've been with him. Now, if it's it has gone to his genitals and it is on his genitals, because she doesn't say whether or not he's shown symptoms or, or not, then yes, of course, there is a risk that you can catch it. Now, most people catch herpes when somebody's having an active outbreak and you generally get a tingly feeling to let you know you're having a cold sore in your mouth or wherever else. And then you get blisters and it stings and they heal and then they go. Now, if you avoid sex from when your boyfriend starts to feel that tingling and you don't recommence it until about a week after all that, then you'll the risk is very low. Having said that, there is something called asymptomatic shedding, which means that you can catch it at any other time. There is a risk. And thank you, God, once more, women 
are far more likely to catch it from an infected male than the other way around. And the reason why is that we're the ones being penetrated, the vaginal tissue is much more delicate. So it's much easier for us to catch it. So whether, I mean, the big decision is whether he's worth taking the risk. What I found very, very interesting in the longer question was that she says her mum and her therapist think it's not worth taking the risk. Now, she's been with him nine years. This to me speaks volumes, doesn't it? It's, yes. it? I wonder, do they like your partner? Do they like your relationship? Because if something like that had happened to me and I said to my mum, do you think it's worth putting up with the risk? She'd say, oh, of course, darling. You know, you love Miles. He's amazing. You know, so I wonder... I wonder what else they're seeing that maybe you aren't. Mm. So how to make you feel even more paranoid. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Is that. Do you agree, Zibby? What do you think? Yeah. I mean, the fact that she's turning to us, turning to mm. her therapist, turning to her mom, like she's clearly in a in a quandary here. Mm. I don't know. I feel like, yeah. I think it's more than just the herpes. I think she yes. should be more worried about more than just the herpes. Yes, I agree. Is what I think. I yeah. agree. Okay, question number two. I'm hoping you can help. I'm only 25 and I love my boyfriend of four years. However, I don't enjoy our sex and I never get wet. Even when we try, it hurts and I end up just letting him finish. What should I do? Right. I really wanted to answer this question because this is a big issue because we think about older women having lubrication problems, but in fact, 17% of women aged 18 to 50 have lubrication problems, right? Now, some of the reasons why include using feminine products like vaginal deodorants. Please just chuck it in the bin if you have one of those. They cause so many problems. Some medications like cold and flu tablets, antihistamines can dry up everywhere, not just your nose. But the most common reason for young women not getting wet, as this woman said, is because they're not getting fully aroused. Now, when you are aroused, you have two glands that are at the entrance of the vagina called Bartholin glands, and they release moisture designed to make intercourse easier, right? The other thing that happens when you become aroused is that there's vaginal tenting. So the vaginal lengthens and widens to make intercourse easier. If you haven't got the lubrication and there's no vaginal tenting, sex will hurt, right? Simple as that. Now, what came first, the chicken or the egg, is anyone's business. So are you, you know, is sex painful now because you're not aroused and it was once painful, so therefore you're now anticipating pain and not getting aroused? Or was the pain caused first and then the lack of arousal afterward? I don't know. But what I do think you should do is go back to basics and learn how to arouse yourself properly. Now, I don't know if you're masturbating already, but if you're not, I would definitely start masturbating. Now, if you've never masturbated before, I want you to go onto my website, which is tracycox.com, T-R-A-C-E-Y-C-O-X.com. Type into the search engine, you know, how to masturbate, and you'll find lots of articles. And there's one on how do women masturbate, which goes into four different techniques, very basic step-by-step -step stuff. So I want you to try that to see and how you can arouse yourself. Because if you have partners not there, you'll have a lot more of a chance. If you haven't already got one by a clitoral vibrator, because that is the quickest way to teach yourself to orgasm. It might take you three minutes, it might take you three weeks. And make sure you use it outside the vagina, not inside the vagina, because to become aroused, you need clitoral stimulation. So that might be something else you're doing wrong. So once you feel like, okay, so this is what my body needs to get turned on, that's when you bring your boyfriend in. Because the other two big reasons why 
women, young women don't get aroused is that there's not enough time spent on foreplay and that the foreplay techniques aren't very good. In other words, your boyfriend's foreplay techniques might be absolutely rubbish. Now, so you need to go to your boyfriend and say, right, I'm not becoming aroused, so I've been masturbating. These are the things that make me aroused. So now I need to teach you and you need to work together. So this means at least 20 minutes of foreplay. And foreplay is kissing, touching breasts, him using his fingers on the outside, maybe using a sex toy, maybe oral sex, all of those things. You need at least that before you attempt intercourse, okay? Now, the other thing is, if his foreplay technique isn't that good, you need to teach him. You need to say, do it like this, move over here, do it like that. So you both need to work together on this. Now, I would recommend no intercourse at all for about a month. I would have foreplay-only sessions while all this is happening. Might take more than a month, okay? And then then you can reintroduce intercourse. And by that, you do it slow, you do it shallow, no hard thrusting, Now, I've left the most obvious thing to the very end. Are you using personal lubricant? Now, I assume that everybody knows about lube, but maybe you don't because you can buy tubes of lubricant that mimic natural lubricant that you put around the lips of the vulva and inside, and that will make your life so much easier. Now, even if you do all this and you end up becoming, you know, quite wet, as you put it, still buy some lube and have it on the side because there are times when it's just not going to happen and you can add some more. So definitely do that. But most of all, this is not your problem. This is not enough foreplay. This is not maybe the right technique and maybe not knowing your body well enough. So you can cure this quite easily, I think. Excellent. I'm sure that will be very comforting. (laughs) Good. I hope so. Okay. Third question. My new boyfriend loves my oral sex skills, but he gets right to the edge multiple times, but can't orgasm. How do I tip him over the edge and finish the job? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're getting so good at this. She didn't even flinch then whatsoever. I I mean, oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) It could be the cold and flu medication. That's yes, I think so. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay, well, this is very common, by the way, and it's easily fixed. The easiest way to fix this problem, if you can't tip over the edge, is for you to remove your mouth and him to finish himself off with his hand, which is what a hell of a lot of couples do. And if that's how you solve the problem, that is just how you solve the problem. I suspect she's already doing this, though. Now, what this generally means, if somebody can't orgasms from oral sex, is that they need very firm stimulation or sort of more definite, harder stimulation because mouths feel wonderful, but they're nowhere near the same feeling as a hard, you know, a a firm grip of, you know, a hand around a penis. So the first question is, are you using your hand as well as your mouth when you're giving him oral sex? Now, I presume you are because that's the basic technique. But if you aren't, you just basically use your hand as if you're giving him a hand job and then your mouth follows your hand. So it's double stimulation. But I'm assuming that most that's how most people give oral sex. I'm assuming that she has been doing this. What's probably needed here is a little bit of extra stimulation just at the point that he's about to orgasm. Now, a lot of guys have a thing. And their thing is that they like a finger inserted into the anus at the time of orgasm. But it's, it's, some people are very embarrassed to admit this, right? And it's also not the sort of thing I would recommend that you do as a surprise. Here we go. Because you have to be prepared for it and he's got to be on board with it and all that sort of stuff. So I would say to him, look, have you ever tried anal stimulation? See if he's up for it because it is a 
guaranteed way for most men to tip them over into orgasm. But there is, you need to make sure he's interested. You need to make sure that you've got a well-lubed toy there or use your finger. But And so, but anyway, that could be a good thing. And if he likes it, then you can go off into experimenting with prostate toys. If he's not up for that, maybe you could reach up and tweak his nipple really hard at the point of orgasm. Or you could add a visual element, let him watch porn as you're fellating him. Or, you know, maybe use a vibrator on the perineum, you know, the bit between the testicles and the anus, because that's very sensitive. So, you know, he just needs that extra bit to push him over just at that right end. So there's some ideas for that. If none of that works, I think you just happily admit defeat because he says, I love getting oral sex from you. The fact that he's not having an orgasm doesn't take away the joy of the experience at all. It really doesn't. So there really isn't a problem. And I think you're asking this more out of curiosity than you are saying there's a problem. But just, you know, try those things. If none of it works, just think, well, you know what, this is what what happens in most bedrooms around the world. And just enjoy the experience of the oral sex. He certainly doesn't have a problem with that, does he? Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Don't create problems where there are none. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. What is your sex tip or relationship tip of the week? My sex tip for this week is mouths are good for lots of things in bed, but most of all for talking. And I mean, I know I I kind of repeat this one a lot, but you need to speak up if you aren't having a good time in bed. Your partner is not a mind reader. We need to get past this thing that people are just born knowing what to do. They really aren't. So please, if you're having a problem in bed, by all means write to us. But the first step is usually to talk to your partner about it because most problems are solved by talking. I love that. There you go. I feel like we should put that on a little slide. You know, mouths are good for lots of things in bed, but mostly talking. Yes, I I think we should. That was a good one. Brilliant. Okay. All right. Thank you, Tracy. So fun, educational, per usual. Lots of things to take along on our journeys of life. (laughs) (laughs) And we're getting some lovely feedback from people. So thank you, everybody who writes in and says that they enjoy the podcast. Thank you. It makes our day, doesn't it? Yes. If you love the show, leave a review, and that always helps. So thanks. Yes. Okay. Next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy. If you want more from Tracy, she has a column on Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. So check that out too. Thanks again. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.